All right, well, welcome to another week and prepare yourself for what could be a rant, but I think there's definitely going to be a moral to the story. So just so you guys know, I was supposed to have someone here with me this week. I had a guest planned and unfortunately they had to cancel because of a family emergency that has taken them away. And, you know, I completely understand. And literally it is Monday night right before the podcast is going to air tomorrow or for you guys right now. Uh, and I just, I couldn't get it together because they were having problems. I was having problems and I realized, you know what? Hi, Nakia. The problems are a perfect thing to talk about on the podcast. So I, I'm labeling the podcast bigger, better deal, but really what it, it will boil down to for those of you who are going to listen or want to know what you're getting into is appreciation. So my guest was supposed to be here as someone in their life who's not doing well and they need to be focused on that right now. And as someone who's lost a lot of people and things in their life in the last six years, over the course of the last six years, I completely understand. And I'm sure plenty of you listening understand. And the problem that a lot of people are not getting, and this is the thing I wish people would have gotten from this whole pandemic that we are still in the middle of. Okay, Russia is like full tilt going into COVID sanity, uh, insanity, excuse me. So because Russia was so hell-bent on sending its bots to America to destroy our democracy and make people not trust the vaccine, they ended up doing the same thing to themselves. And 34% of Russians are, are vaccinated. The rest of the entire country is not vaccinated. And so we're, we're not out of this yet. And it's sad because people still haven't learned the most vital lesson to learn from this, which is you need to appreciate every day of life and you need to appreciate everything in your life because it can be taken away in a blink of an eye. And, you know, my, my current life, although I don't want to share too many details, has taken me outside of my comfort zone in ways I've never imagined. And I'm around a lot of people all the time, constantly, which is a complete 180 from my life prior to the pandemic, and especially in 2020. And I see a lot of things. For instance, today, I saw a man with a shopping cart full of who knows what. And although I was a little worried, like, what was he doing? Is he peeing in the bushes in front of me? (laughs) What's happening here? You know, I made a joke with someone. Well, actually, I didn't make the joke. I just laughed at it. Where uh, she said, I said, what is he doing? She goes, it looks like he's parking his his shopping cart in the spot. And it was funny because we just, like, he just appeared out of nowhere, right? Thin air, this man, in this very fancy, well-to-do area, he just wandered in. And it's like this oddity, right? Because here you are in this, like, perfectly manicured place, beautiful location, all these different things here. And, you know, people who are much more well-to-do than myself, they're going about their daily business and 
this man with a shopping cart just rummaging through and passing by and he's dragging it up the sidewalk dragging it over the the hump of the um the slow the slow down bumps right the little speed bumps and you see him and you just think for a second like god damn that's gotta suck and you feel bad and you and the thing is we see people like this all the time and we usually walk by them drive by them ignore them but I didn't really have a choice, so I had to watch him. And I watched him. I watched him, like, organize his little card and get water from a little thing that was pouring water out. I don't even want to explain what it was, but it wasn't anywhere you should be getting water from. And he was just trying to get by, you know? And I was just looking at him, and I was like, it's so sad because I personally know people who can never get enough. Like this guy has a shopping cart with pillows and clothes and shoes and a couple of other, you know, items to survive on. And I personally know people who they they just they they have a, you know, a cart and they're like, "Nope, I need a new one. I need a better one. I need to upgrade this. Oh, I need that new iPhone cuz there's always a new iPhone, but they need to have it because they need to have the iPhone. Oh, and the matching watch. And they got to be on top of everything. And they have to have every app. And they have to have, you know, the latest this. This guy's got the latest shopping cart. You know? And it's not, he's not the moral center of my story here. But it's just the point that I'm going through, what I'm going through in my life, my friend just has this emergency happening. I see this guy and I'm thinking to myself, What the hell are we doing? And yes, I'm speaking directly to you, the listener. What are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? Are you saving your money? Are you treating people good? How are you treating the people that are in your life? Maybe not even the immediate people in your life. How about the people who've always been in your life? You know, my mom and I, which I'm sure she's listening. My mom and I hadn't talked for almost a month. I think it's been almost a month. And that was because we were having some issues all ever since my grandmother passed. My mom and I have been not great. You know, okay, but we've been, it's changed us, right? And it's changed our dynamic. I think there's a a fear in there where, you know, now that she lost her mom, you know, she's has an issue because I, like, I should be more grateful, right? I should be more grateful because I still have my mom, right? But I need my mom to be, you know, understand who I am and what I'm going through. And I have my own emotional roller coasters and that I can't always be her perfect daughter, which I am the perfect daughter. Um, but, you know, so so it's like it's this back and forth, this like rope we're both pulling on. Like, you don't appreciate me. You don't appreciate me <laughs> back and forth. Right. So I hadn't spoken to her in almost a month, which is a long time for me to not speak to my mom. But I needed the time because I needed, and I'm still going through it uh, on my own personal level, time to process a lot of change and growth in myself. Because even though I thought at this point in my life that I had pretty much been like, all right, I'm grown. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of things I didn't realize that needed to be tweaked. And, and I'm sure people on the outside looking in could be like, girl, I could have told you that. <laughs> 
But you have to understand, that's your view from the outside looking in. From the inside looking out, we see the world completely different. So sometimes you need to hear an outside opinion. It, it, it can be better if it's someone who's not biased, you know, someone who really has nothing to gain by telling you something about yourself or trying to manipulate your opinion of yourself. But this came from me. I actually, yes, I am going through, you know, therapy and counseling and stuff like that, but I actually assessed these things about myself and realizing there was a little bit of growing up that I have to do. And, you know, I've shared with you more times than I probably should have with how often people mistake me for being much younger than I am. But what I realized was being always this young looking person. I mean, when I was 16, I looked, you know, 12. When I was 18, I looked, you know, 12, <laughs> right? So depending on the hair and the makeup. But 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 by having that happen to me, and I have a, a, a girlfriend of mine that we used to be really close, like best friends, and we always looked extremely young for our age. And I would tell her all the time, yeah, but we're going to get older and we need to, you know, respect people who are older than us and, and accept it when it happens. And she was like, ew, no, oh my God, never. <laughs> but the thing about it is by us keep to keep playing off this, this youth thing and living inside the, the age that people assume that we are, I think for me personally, and, and I know her, but I'm going to speak for myself. For me personally, um, it definitely hindered my growth. I, I have come to terms with the reality and I will circle back to the main topic before you guys forget, <laughs> or you think I forgot. I didn't, but I have come to the, the, the reality that I am just now understanding what it's like to be a 30 year old. Okay. So I'm, I've been living in my early 20s for an extremely long time. And I'm not going to say how long, but so long that I am just now understanding what it means for me to to say, okay, 30, right? And think about it. I've never talked about my age online. I don't really discuss my age. Although in real life, I do. I tell people all the time a roundabout <laughs> equation of my age. But this is a lot for me to say 3 on Nikkei shade, anything, right? But I think it's important that I do so you can understand how much I've grown. Because for me, I realized there are just certain things I've had, like walls, like mental, mental blocks, and they've slowed me down. And I'm not blaming anyone for them but myself. So I needed time, you know, not just a month away from my mommy, <laughs> but I needed time for, away from a lot of people and a lot of different things. That's why I'm not streaming that much. I'm not gaming that much to reassess, assess, excuse me, uh, who I am, what I am actually capable of and what I'm going to do with the next five, 10 years of my life. Because I definitely, I wouldn't say I was floating through life. I certainly was not. I've always been very driven and, and business oriented, but I do believe that there were just some mental blocks there that needed to be cleared. And for the most part, some of them have. I'm sure there's more There's more at any turn ahead. So with that being said, back to the main source material, it's made me realize one thing that has never changed. 
I've always appreciated everything I have. And I do believe some of the stuff I cling to because I was scared of losing it. I was also scared I wouldn't be able to regain it. But for any of us, anyone who's listening, who's ever had, you know, a little bit of success, put yourself out there, maybe bought a house, maybe bought a car, I don't know, maybe started a business, right? And you watch yourself lose one, two, three, or all of the above, then you understand what it's, th- th- how that can be very fear inducing and how the next time you regain and recoup from those losses, you are more uh, hyper aware of how lucky you are to be back to where you are. You know, it was not easy to go through many stages in my life. And I know a lot of people go through that. And unfortunately, there's some people, mostly young people, really, to be honest, but there's some people who they've never experienced that. They just keep climbing. So they don't know what it's like to fall and be like, damn, I got to climb back up from here. I just was there. (laughs) You know, they don't understand. Like, no, life isn't just, it's not linear. You're not just going to keep going up, 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 up. And you can always tell the people who don't really understand that because usually they're the ones who are backstabbing, kicking people while they're down, burning bridges because they don't think they're headed back in that direction. So they're like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want to to anybody, whoever I have to, to get to where I need to go because I'm not coming back. I'm not going back down that road. I'm not falling back down that ladder. I'm going up, up, up. And to be honest... The lucky ones like myself, because I've done a little bit of that. The lucky ones like myself, we're lucky if we've only made it up a little bit further than the people that we left behind and then fell down because we still have time to redeem ourselves. And it wasn't massive, right? Whereas the people who climb really, really high up, like, um, you know, like the, what was the guy? Bernie Madoff, right? Perfect example. This is a guy who stole money from people's savings and retirements, right? Climbed all the way up there, stole everything. I mean, we could go back to Erica Jane and her husband, same, pretty much same deal, right? All the way up there, right? And eventually it catches up to you. Now, to be fair, both of those men were in their senior years, right? Bernie Madoff died in prison. Oh my God, he was living the life off of people's money for his whole life. And then was put in prison in his like 70s, I think, and died in prison dead. Like that's where you die, okay? And and uh, as for Tom Girardi, Erica's husband, he's in his 80s and now he's in an assisted living home with no money because all of his assets are frozen by the government. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, so the lucky ones are the people like myself who's like, oh, you kind of learn your lesson and you humble yourself when you get your get back on the horse and you treat everyone, including yourself, better from here on out, right? And I would say that's me like 10 years ago, but I'm saying that's that's what I've learned. And when I hear about, you know, what my friend's going through, I see the things that are going on. I see all the death and the people going through everything. I'm just, I'm appalled that after everything we have witnessed in the last year, almost two years, not yet, but we're getting there, that people still don't get it. You know, they want the BBD, the bigger, better deal. You know, another thing that I I see, I witness a lot when I am uh, out in my daily life now 
is I see, well, (laughs) I see people meeting each other, right? You see a lot of people who are meeting on like dating apps. If you pay attention, you can kind of know when it's happening. Like if you're at a restaurant, here's how you know. If you see like a woman and a man and they're and they're both on their phone looking at the phone, then they look at each other and then they like wave or point at each other, they met on some kind of app. Now, depending on their age, it's either our time or Bumble or is it Bumble? I don't even know. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> but they that's like, oh, are you this person? I don't know, because you were so filtered I could barely t- <laughs> you face tuned. Oh, that's such you look like in real life. Bye. <laughs> Which, by the way, you still can't do because the masks. So, But in the restaurants, mostly people don't have a mask on at the table. So, But this is something I see when I'm out all the time now. And it's like people are still trying to connect. They're still trying to find love. They're still trying to, you know, find the one, right? And so to think that there's people, and yes, I'm personalizing this a little bit, but to think that there's people who they have that and that's not enough. They have someone that loves them, but they're like, "Hmm, I could do better. You could, (laughs) but there's someone out there. I saw, I saw one, one lady, she came in and she ate dinner by herself she sat right next to me and a friend I don't know her like hello I don't know her business I met her for like the 40 minutes we were sitting there but she was sitting by herself at a booth and I just was like you know should I feel sad for her or should I feel like she's independent you know maybe both but let's just say that she was just lonely Let's just say she she doesn't have anyone. She's wishing she had the one. That's the kind of ungrateful, one-upmanship, BBD attitude that I cannot get with anymore. You know, at the clubs, like, it is what it is. I've, I've, I've shared the stories with you guys. I've been to the clubs. You know, I've seen all the people, older, younger. You know, the vibe is still the same. It's all about getting drunk. It's all about dancing. We know that. We know that. But then you see like these guys, like I saw guys, they were like a pack of jackals, big, tall black guys. And that has not, their race has nothing to do with the jackal thing. You're going to get in a minute, but I wanted to just clear that up. Big, tall black guys hitting on me, hitting on a couple other girls. And as soon as they, and I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm married. Nope. Have a nice day. (laughs) And as soon as they could not see me from the corner of their eye, right? (laughs) The next girls that walk by, hit on them, hit on them. I think we saw them later and they like crossed like a whole club just to go hit on a bunch of girls that were having a birthday party. By the way, these men were most certainly in their late 30s, 40s and 50s, right? I can't gauge because they're black and the black don't, the black bends. It doesn't crack, but it does bend. So I could tell they were older, right? Bigger, older. They, their game was very 1998. Like, they might as well have just been, had Tim's on. I think maybe one of them did, actually. Tim's on and just been, like, playing DMX. Like, they were just straight out of the last, you know, century. And they went over to these girls uh, that were celebrating her 19th birthday. Like, they were just trying to do anything. And so I was speaking with a, 
a, a person I know who is male. I would not call him a male friend. I'm very, I don't know this person that very well, which is why I think he was so um, upfront, right? He was telling me the, the, the real deal. He's in his 20s. He understands the dating scene or the hookup scene in a way I will never understand, especially from a male point of view. And he said very clearly to me, oh, they were playing the numbers game. And I said, well, what's the numbers game? And he said, oh, well, you know, they're just hitting on as many girls as possible. So that way, uh, if they just hit, you know, as many numbers as possible, one of them's going to work. One of them's going to hit. It's like gambling, right? So it's like they're sitting there. I mean, every girl, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, what are you doing, girl? But like what one of them said to me, he's like, oh, do you know where this and that is? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Google it. He's like, you, you sure you don't know? I'm like, well, yeah, I, I guess I could find it for you. And he's like, you could text me. I'm like, I'm not gonna text. I'm not giving you my number. And he's like, oh, well, what do you like to do in your free time? I was like, be married, <laughs> very married. Like, this was like really what he was saying to me, and probably to every girl they met. And it was very eye opening to me because I was like, this is what's out here. These men that just say anything to get laid. I don't know. Listen, don't judge me for not knowing this. I haven't been out in the scene in a long time. But just to see it, like I'm like at the zoo, you know, <laughs> jackals, animals. <laughs> and and by the way, this person who I am not friends with, but I had this brief conversation with, also told me about, you know, their roommate how their roommate and his girlfriend were getting married. And before they were getting married, they had gotten a new apartment. And then one night, I can't remember why he was sleeping there, but he was sleeping over there or something. And then they decided to come into the room naked and tell him that, oh, she's always wanted to sleep with his roommate and that they want to do that before they get married. And then they just had a three. I'm like, and you did that? And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm like, ugh, this is why I can't stand soldiers. They're disgusting. <laughs> yes, this person is a soldier. And 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 they did that, right? And for some people listening, I'm sure you're like, yeah, sure, why not? And some people are like, that's disgusting. <laughs> We're all very different. But I'm just saying people are losing it. And I don't think that that particular story of the threesome, I don't think that happened. I think that was pre-COVID, um, by the way. Um, but people, people are losing it. They're losing their ability to converse properly. I mean, unless you're from 1998, apparently you have no problem just walking up to 19 year olds, but they're also losing their ability to, to keep it together. Right. We have, we keep losing everything right now. Social skills. You have to wear a mask everywhere. You don't even know what the person looks like. And by the way, I've seen a lot of people lately who they look, you know, okay, whatever, with the mask on. And then they take the mask off. And I am surprised every time when it's just a normal face. Because at this point, I've seen some faces. I'm like, oh my God, keep the mask on. What are you? Are you Tarkatan? Are you related to Melina from Mortal Kombat? What is the? Put the mask back on. <laughs> like, it's pretty scary. And but but... But we're losing like just simple pleasures in life. And to see people who don't appreciate what they have drives me nuts. I'm not trying to let it drive me nuts. 
but it does. And I know you know someone like that. And if you're the person, get your shit together. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but get your shit. Like, if you have a car, be glad you have a car. If you have a house, be glad you have a house. If you have someone who loves you, be glad you have someone who loves you. If you have children, hug your children, spend time with them. Don't just be in the room while they're in the room. If you have a pet, please, for God's sakes, give your pet attention because I know we all get very, very busy and we're like, here's your food, here's your water, go do the bathroom, okay, bye. Like, I get it, but they are always staring at, she's staring at me right now. She wants me to be done with this and give her attention. She lives for the attention that I give to her because what else is she gonna do? Like, appreciate what you have now because every day the news is getting worse and I know they say that all the time for the last, I don't know, 100 years, but, but also, it's accurate because it's getting worse every day for 100 years. We haven't seen it revert back to, oh, normal. It just keeps getting worse. The weather, the, the virus, gas prices. Oh, my God, Madonna. $5 gas prices. $5 I got. No, I'm sorry, not $5. $20 I got five gallons of gas. Who do I have to kill? <laughs> Seriously, shit is just, it's a lot. And I'm having this personal moment with you guys, my personal rant with you and being intimate with you because I want you to know that I I feel you. We're all going through something different in our own ways. Whatever your job is, it's, it's just as stressful for someone else to do their job. It's just a different stress. It's a different job, but we're all feeling the pressure of it. The prices, the inflation, it's insane. You know, I don't even think my friend's going to be able to see their this person that they, they care about, you know, if they go into the hospital. Because I think the hospitals, this is from what I remember, are still restricting visitation. Can you imagine... This is what I went through with my grandmother. Now, I wasn't able to go, you know, she was on the other side of the country. But my family, they were very, had limited contact with her because they had, they had to pull her out of any assisted care facilities just so they could be in the same room with her. Because otherwise, it was like only one person and you had to go through a whole bunch of checkpoints and checklists. And then everybody else had to be through plexiglass. You know how lucky you are if you have someone that you love that you can hug? You need to appreciate that. Anyway, I know it was a rant, but I just wanted to really... I wanted to drive that home because, like I said, the reason I don't even have a guest to talk about what I was going to talk about this week, which is completely different than what this has become, is because it just keeps happening. It keeps touching everyone's lives, the drama, the pain, the loss. And so I feel like I'm obligated to talk about that to you because even if right now you feel like you're fine, there's nothing going on, everything's great for you, hunky-dory, blah, 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 blah. Don't be fooled. It changes in the blink of an eye. If there is something you haven't done or someone you haven't reached out to, you need to do it. 
the hesitating, the putting it off. I'm going to share a story with you guys in the next half, which will be a little bit shorter than this, that is going to really solidify where I stand and, and where I'm coming from. And I hope that it will enlighten you a little bit about what you should really do going into 2022. Nikia Nightshade Some Like It Hot is brought to you by The Beat House Cosmetics and their latest legacy eyeshadow palette. With titles like Birthright, Heirloom, Estate and Inheritance, this mother-daughter duo, black family-owned company, is making sure to bring a little bit of legacy right to your face. TheBeatHouseCosmetics.com. Use hashtag Some Like It Hot and get yourself a lovely little discount. You can also find it at City Trends Nationwide. Okay, I'm horrified that they're already putting up Christmas decorations at like the stores and everything. We are days away from Halloween. Away from Halloween. Not not beyond it. <laughs> not like away from it. Like we haven't even reached it yet. And there's Christmas decorations. And the reason that I'm bringing that up, besides the fact that it, that's scarier to me than anything that Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, or Jason could ever do is because to think that the corporations and the franchises want to induce us into a holiday season depression as fast as they can for a quick buck, or I shouldn't say a quick buck because it's like two and a half months now. That's two months and a week, right? Because it goes into January. It goes right to January 1st. So the fact that they, that the, for the money, they put all of these displays up. They get the music going. And of course, what does that do? From now, the f- last week of October till January 1st, anyone who's missing a loved one, anyone who's lonely, right? Or doesn't have children, can't have children. All those people, they got to look at that for two months and one week and have a constant reminder of what they lost or never had, right? So happy holidays to all of you since it's begun before Halloween. And, you know, I don't want to bum you guys out. That was never my intention with this podcast, but I do want to help you sort of dissect who you are and what you're going through and the people around you a little bit more because I've had to do that and it's been painful and difficult but then there's really good days too because I found ways I found out things about myself like for instance there are things like I said there were blockades right but then on the other side of that I found out I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was smarter than I thought I was, smarter than I was told I was by people who claimed to love me, who would put me down quite a bit about my lack of intelligence. And I know that sounds terrible, but it is true. And it's not just one person. I've had 
Many people do that to me. Okay. Um, you know, I've learned to trust myself a little bit more and go with my instincts and see the red flags and, and, and people and second guess my decisions and not second guess myself, like second guess myself and put myself in a situation where I'm never doing anything because I'm always scared. No, no, no. Second guess things just to make sure I'm making the right choice, taking a, a beat and thinking about it and not feeling rushed. The one thing I've noticed is anybody who's in a rush to do anything, they're not really involved in it. Not really. Because for me, like for instance, the best example I can give you is a friend of mine started dating this guy and you know, at first everything was fine. And all of a sudden it was like, he was like rushing her. Like he'd start calling her babe. He'd start wanting to, you know, have sex. And I think they've only hung out. I don't even want to, I'm using the word dating very loosely. Cause I don't even think they hung out that much. So to think that like he was rushing it, rushing it, was he rushing it just for the sex? Probably. But he was also saying things like, Oh, I could see myself marrying you and you could be my last baby's mama. I'm not kidding. These are real things. And, you know, why is he in so much of a rush? Probably because he's not being genuine. Probably because he's not really looking at her as who she is and what she really brings to the table or who, or if they even have a connection like that but like she looks good enough I feel like it's okay whatever you know what I mean and then and then when you're in a rush like that what does that mean are you rushing to the end where are you going if you plan on being with someone for an extended period of time or forever or whatever that means then you don't need to rush anything. You don't need to rush any decision. Not when you're going to have sex. Not when you're going to have children. Not when you're going to get married. Or anything else. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't need to rush to any decision if you are planning on being around someone for a long time. If you're planning on being in something realistic. Of course, now this this also pertains to people who, again, in the BBD... You know, they have someone at home, male or female, but then they think they could find someone better or they think they did find someone better. So now they're rushing into another relationship, right? Well, why are you doing that? Do you even know why you're doing that? Because you think it's love at first sight? Is it hormones? Are you rushing so fast you're not really paying attention or seeing the red flags? You're not really getting to know that person? Are they getting to know you? You know, there's just a lot of analyzing that I've been learning to do that I'm not going to readily assume that you as my listener and my people have done that as well. Now, if you have, kudos to you. I'm just ranting I'm, and I'm probably boring you to tears. But if you haven't, then wa- you'll walk this journey with me. We'll walk it together. Now, next week, before I get into this, this story, next week, I should have my guests back on. If I don't, I may have a different guest on. I have, you know, people in rotation, but I told you I have not been booking people because my life is too out of control right now for me to book people because I do not like to have to cancel on anyone. So it's it's unprofessional and I don't like to do it, especially because I know there's a strong possibility I might. 
If that doesn't happen, I may do another live episode. So please make sure you're following Nikia Nightshade on all of my platforms, Twitter, Facebook, even though we hate Facebook and they're renaming it. Um, Instagram, TikTok, although I haven't been very active on there lately. I don't have the time. And um, and Discord. And you'll have to get that link somewhere. <laughs> I think it's in my links. I think it's on my link tree. Um, so you can find out what how, where we'll land next week. But I just wanted you guys to know that I'm going to make sure I give you guys a podcast regardless of who I'm with or who I'm not with or anything like that, whether I'm on camera or not, as I'm not on camera tonight. So I want to leave you with this. There's two people in my life that died in car accidents. Now, one story is going to be more detailed than the other. So I'm going to tell you the other story last, only because the first person that died, and and it was in that order, um, was my stepbrother. And I'm sure some of you know that already, but he was my stepbrother. He was 21. I think barely, I don't think, I think, yeah, he was 21. I think going on 22, if I remember accurately. And he died in a car accident. The details of it are still a little sketchy to me because, you know, I get everything secondhand. But pretty much what I was told was he was in a car with his girlfriend. He went to reach for something that fell on the floor while he was driving. Kind of swerved a little out of the lane. There was some kind of construction going on. They hit something or they hit something and then they went right off the edge of the bridge uh, into a construction zone, into a ditch. He died instantly because something went through the windshield and killed him. And his passenger didn't die, but she went to the hospital as well. It was traumatic. I was extremely young and I got the news from a phone call when I went to go. I was with my boyfriend at the time and they, I just, you know, and then the next time I saw him, it was, he was in a casket, you know, and I hadn't seen him physically. I don't know. It had been a couple of years. It had been a couple of years since I seen him, maybe even more than that. We weren't very close at that time. We were more close as kids than we were as young adults. And I think the last time I saw him, it was maybe, maybe like, a year or so because I was staying at my mother's for some reason again and I was young and he had come to stay over one night and I remember we sat down on the couch and we we had a conversation I won't share on here and that was probably the last time I ever saw him again and I was devastated and I'm you know and I was reeling from it but And that sucks because my stepfather, he lost a son, right? He had another son, but he lost a son that night. And, you know, her, his mom, she lost a son too. Parents are not supposed to lose their children, but so often, especially in this world, they do. And it's so unexpected and it's painful, but I can't convey to you that pain other than how I'm saying it now. And I can't convey to you my pain because it's too there's too much to have to explain. So the next thing I'm going to tell you is something that's more horrifically detailed. But the pain that I experienced wasn't because I was really connected to this person, but it was guilt. 
And the guilt I have is because I didn't, we don't know when we're going to lose someone until they're gone, right? So the name of this person is not their real name. Um, they were, they worked with me. I, I don't even want to say what we did, but we, we worked in a club environment, okay? And her, her name was Charlie. And Charlie was one of my bridesmaids in my first marriage. Yes, I had one of those. <laughs> and she was a set of a group of girls that I was friendly with. We weren't best of friends, but we were getting closer and closer. And when I got married, I asked her and a couple other girls to be in my wedding party. It was a very silly young kids making mistakes kind of thing. If Vegas was close by, we would have been there. It was like one of those, you know? And so after the wedding, we have become like sisters in a way. Like we worked together. Now we had that bonding experience. So sometimes we go out to lunch and hang out together. So my maid of honor had become pregnant and we all decided to go to Olive Garden of all places one day to catch up with her to see how she's doing because we hadn't seen her. Um, she had gotten bigger, so she we, she wasn't coming into work anymore. And so we're all having, you know, Olive Garden, whatever specials. I haven't been to Olive Garden in a really long time, but we were doing that and we were all hanging out. And I remember that was like my last good memory of all of us together. And I remember Charlie had to go pick up her daughter and, um, you know, we were supposed to hang out that week. And so I had seen her at work and we talked and we hung out and we had made plans. And I said, okay, yeah, either, you know, tomorrow or the next day, I I don't know how I feel. So she had one daughter, but she had a bunch of kids that she also took care of. That is a little shaky for me. I don't remember that very well. But what I remember is one night she was babysitting. She was watching her daughter and these other kids. And she was like, oh, you should come over. I got this whole big house to myself. I'm going to smoke. You know, I got some good green green, whatever. And I got some alcohol and I'm drinking. And I'm like thinking to myself, you shouldn't be doing any of that while you're watching kids. But I can't make people be the kind of person that I think they should be. Right. And And I know that she would never endanger any of them on purpose, but sometimes people don't really think, you know, they don't think things through. Now, there is a part of me that remembers that she was on this kick of taking a lot of ecstasy pills, and I remember her doing that, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I know for sure she was on pills when she was with those kids. But I do know for sure that she did say there was alcohol and that she wanted to go smoke. I specifically remember her telling me that because the next thing she told me when I told her, um, you know, I, I, I said, girl, it's, you, you live 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. It's been raining out. I really don't feel like driving. It's dark. Like I'm tired. This is my only night off. I'm going to have to work tomorrow. I was like, I'll see you at work tomorrow. I really, I just, I can't do it. You know, I was just burnt out she's like, all right, well, can you talk to me? Cause I'm bored. And I said, sure. So she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the store and go get some Dutchess. If you don't know what those are, that's basically like cigars. People usually purchase to cut them open, to gut them and use the, the, the leaf wrapping 
to wrap a blunt to smoke weed. Now, this is back in the early 2000s, so people still did that. Nowadays, people really don't do that. But she was going to the store to go get blunts, some duchess. And I remember her telling me that because it was the last thing she told me before I went to work the next day. I never heard back from her that night. And I called her and I called her and I called her and I called her again. And I never heard back from her. So I went to bed and the next day I went into work and I said, did you guys hear from Charlie? Anybody hear from Charlie? Blah, 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 blah. And then someone came in and then we all got the news. She had been hit by oncoming traffic and she was killed going to the gas station or wherever to get the Duchess. And I remember still to this day, I don't hold myself, you know, too hard. I don't like, but for a very long time, I blame myself for it because had I just come there, cause she was like, Oh, you can pick them up on the way. Had I just picked them up, come, she would have never left the house uh, in the state that she was in. Cause she was inebriated. She was messed up. She would have never left the house if I would have just went to her. That's what I always tell myself, right? But of course, this, she could have did this after I left or the next time. or You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I know it's not technically my fault, but it killed me to know that if I had just come there, if I had just made the trip there, maybe she would have lived one more night, one more year. Who knows, right? And it just... It killed me. And honestly, it was probably the catalyst to me really cleaning up my act after that because I just could not, I was like, I, I couldn't handle it. Like, here's this girl. We were just having lunch. We were just talking about her kids, our kids, husbands and boyfriends and futures and pregnancies and baby showers. And we were going to hang out tomorrow. And we we're going to hang out over the weekend. And, and now she's gone like that and a five-year-old girl lost her mom and what was really bad is those kids were all alone that night too I don't even know like what happened to them that part I never got that part of the story like what happened to all those kids you know and the families that the all of her family were devastated and they were trying to raise money for her funeral it was terrible And I've never shared that story publicly. I've shared it with friends and stuff, but I've never shared it publicly. But the reason that I wanted to share that with you is because it's like that. So wake up, smell the fucking coffee. If there's something you've been putting off, get to it. If there's someone that you've been saying, oh, I'll message them tomorrow. I'll call them later. I'll fix it later. Do it. This is your wake-up call. This podcast right here is your wake-up call. You need to do it now. And if you don't, don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say you don't try to act like you didn't just hear me tell you all of that. (laughs) And then you forget. Then you still did the same thing. Because... 
sure, there's a BBD out there for all of us, right? Maybe. Maybe you will get a better job if you quit this one. Maybe you will get a a better partner, a better car, a better whatever, right? Maybe you will, but maybe it doesn't work out. Or maybe you end up missing whatever it was you left behind. And when you turn around and look, maybe it's gone for good. That's all I'm going to say. And as much as I dragged you down just now, I want you to know that it's never too late. Let this be your wake-up call. I've certainly gotten mine. Ding! Fries are ready. (laughs) And I'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, keep it hot.